Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This is the first episode of 2023, so I hope you all had a wonderful holiday season and a great end to 2022 and a great start to this year. Um, I do apologise, last week I did not release an episode for the first time in a long time, and then this week is like a bonus special episode, sort of. So there's a new show announcement that's going to be on the feed of Comics in Motion and also on Genuine Chit Chat's YouTube channel, and then after that you're going to hear our afterthoughts on Avatar from 2009, uh, and then you're going to hear our afterthoughts on Friends, the entirety of the series. And the reason for this is primarily because I had a recording scheduled with someone this week, but we had to reschedule, and rather than scrambling and trying to find someone or something, I just thought, oh, I'll put it on the new show announcement along with uh, the couple of Patreon things to kind of somewhat as a placeholder, but also to kind of nudge you guys and be like, hey, go over to Patreon. You get a lot of cool content for only one pound a month. And this sort of stuff, myself and Megan, like bantering, that's the kind of content that you would get. So loads of afterthoughts. I think there's 140 afterthoughts now. Some of them are book reviews of mainly Star Wars stuff, but there is Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen on there as well. Uh, a couple of comic reviews, but primarily it's myself and Megan reviewing TV shows and movies and giving our thoughts on it. Some of them are brand new things. Things, like we're going to be recording our thoughts on Avatar Way of the Water soon and also Lightyear but then there's other stuff that's like older films that we hadn't seen like we recently watched Departed and Gangs of New York things like that so it's quite a wide berth of stuff lots of great content that anyone can enjoy and an Afterthoughts episode releases at least once a week sometimes twice depending on the release schedule of other things but yeah little plug there I hope you have a wonderful new year and rest assured for the coming weeks I have got loads of recordings due I've got like a couple in one week so from now there shouldn't be any more gaps in the recording schedule so you'll get the amazing stuff you usually do and any patreon supporters will already know who i'm going to be talking to in the next month because over on patreon for the two pound a month tier and over you get access to the future guest lists so i put on there who i'm going to be talking to over the next month afterthoughts that are coming out guest spots i'm going to be doing that sort of thing but if you just want to hear the audio content i release on there afterthoughts basically the things you'll hear in this you can support the show for only one pound a month and you get access to every single piece of audio content with its own links you can put the feed wherever you listen to podcasts So please consider checking that out. Details will be in the description. So yeah, just wanted to give that explanation to say to all of you lovely people that I hope you have a wonderful start to 2023 and I hope I can in some way help with that. So here are just a couple of really fun episodes of Patreon that were released at some point last year. I hope you enjoy them very much. But thank you as always for supporting this show. Please follow me on social media at Genuine Chit Chat. Consider becoming a Patreon supporter. Share the show with your friends. Talk about it and review on Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those lovely places because it really helps the show out. But without further ado, my friends, here is the new show announcement followed by two Patreon episodes. Hello there, this is Mike Burton of Star Wars Comics in Canon and Genuine Chit Chat Speaking, and I'm here to announce a new show for the feed of Comics in Motion and for youtube.com slash Genuine Chit Chat. It will be myself, Dave Horrocks, and Maff discussing Star Wars Rebels. So there are four seasons of this, and we'll have a discussion episode releasing every couple of months for each season. Think of it like season's greetings for Star Wars without the copyright infringement. If you're unaware, Season's Greetings is another show on Comics in Motion, go check it out. But for those of you who may not know, Star Wars Rebels is an animated TV show produced by Lucasfilm and takes place in between events of Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. As the Empire continues to tighten its grip on the galaxy and hunt down remaining Jedi, small groups are starting to rise up in the Rebellion. There's a whole host of new characters, as well as some familiar faces from the movies. And in my opinion, this is one of the best pieces of Star Wars content that exists. And between the three of us, I've watched the Rebels a few times, Dave watched it once, and Math has never seen it before. So wherever your background is with the show, there's going to be a great perspective for you get to learn some stuff along the way and we will not be spoiling future seasons either 
So our first episode should come out in February time, but before that we'd love to hear from you. So if you have any questions about the show and season one specifically, please send them either to Comics in Motion or Genuine Chit Chat. Our social media is going to be in the description, so check that out. And whether it's questions about specific characters, storylines, easter eggs, or anything at all, including your perspectives, just send it to us and we'll read it out on the show. So, you can find Comics in Motion anywhere you usually listen to podcasts, but if you prefer YouTube, that's completely fine. Go over to youtube.com slash genuinechitchat, make sure you subscribe, and you will also be getting video versions of those conversations so you can see our lovely faces too. And it's worth adding here, if you enjoyed Andor, please give Star Wars Rebels a go. They have a lot of similarities between them. I personally enjoy Rebels a little bit more because it's got a bit more about the Force and Jedi and that sort of things. But if you are listening and you haven't checked out Rebels, go check that out, especially if you enjoyed Andor. But with that all in mind, friends, don't forget, this is our rebellion. And remember, may the Force be with you. The intro is arranged by myself, Mike Burton, and the backing music was made by Eric Matias of soundimage.org. And we're here for an avatar afterthoughts. Afterthoughts, 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 but the first avatar, not the second. <laughs> yes, and the James Cameron movie, not the manga, uh, manga anime series. Um, avatar, the last airbender. Yeah, well, that's also that's the live action version of the... Uh, actually, is that, what's no. the cartoon was called the last. Yeah, the animated Airbender. one is called Last Airbender. Yeah, sorry, the, the other one's talking about Ang. Well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, we're talking about the first Avatar movie, the one yeah. with the blue people. Uh, Navi uh, in two thousand and nine by James Cameron, first in a franchise. So, Megan, you and I had respectively seen this in the cinema when it first came out, as I think almost everyone did uh, who's vaguely into movies. Everyone I know saw Avatar. What did you think when you first saw it, and what were you thinking? Like, why have we rewatched it? I remember it being really long Mm. and I remember feeling underwhelmed by the film because of the hype Mm. that was around it. Um, Yeah, I don't really remember much from watching it. I just remember that it was really long and I just didn't feel completely thrilled by it. So what? Then I think I tried watching it at another point and then I fell asleep standard. Right. Um, But then what made you want to watch it this time? Well, so my brother... And sister-in-law went and saw the second one and they told, they said that it was really good. So my mum was raving about how good the first one was and they were raving about how good the first one was. And I was like, have I got... Have, am I remembering this film wrong? Because they were all going on about... Well, my brother and sister-in-law were going on about how like good the second one is. And I was like, oh, maybe if it's really good. Yeah. So we watched the first one and it was actually a lot better than I remember it. Also, apologies for my croaky, croaky voice. This is post-drinking... Megan. Yeah, you're up to 3 a.m. last night. I was. A little pie animal. Little pie animal. But yeah, excuse the croakiness of my voice. Um, But yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, I do think there are some elements of it that I think are stupid. Like I stand by the fact that the element that they're trying to collect is called unobtainium, which is just such a lackluster name, really. For someone who's it's like someone's obviously going to try and fucking obtain it, unobtainium. For something that's so like James Cameron, who thinks out so much stuff, and he created he he was um, he wanted a Navi language to be created and all this sort of other stuff and all these details, and then he just came up with unobtainium. Yeah, it's for just, God's sake. I know it's a very minor thing, but that does it irritates me somewhat. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to going to see the second one at some point, or waiting for it to come to. Does it come to Disney Plus? Where does it yeah, go? Yeah, probably it'd be Disney Plus. Yeah, I think so. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm in a similar boat. I watched it at the cinema, was kind of underwhelmed by it, but I was, like, so hyped for it because I loved Terminator 2 and Aliens. I was telling my friends about it before its release, like how hyped I was. And then I saw it with a couple of mates, and I was, yeah, quite underwhelmed. Uh, and I haven't revisited it since, and obviously that was 2009, so that was 13 years ago that we went and see that. I was waiting for you to say, oh, God, it's disgusting. That's normally what is said when it's... Uh... I wasn't really paying attention. Oh, mate. I got distracted by looking at my cookbook. Thanks. That's why I, cl- that's why I made sure you closed it. Because <laughs> then when you're reading it, we're reading afterthoughts. Well, I was just looking at... So I got a uh, Harry Potter official baking book, and I was just looking at it, and the front cover has a really cool Hogwarts castle. So I got distracted by that. Yeah. But yeah, it is gross that it's so long ago that it came out, because it doesn't feel like that. I, I distinctly remember going to the cinema. I remember, I who, I remember who I went with... I remember going, I remember watching the film, I remember having the fucking 3D glasses yeah, on. Same. And I remember, I went with, like, was a boyfriend, but, like, a boyfriend in year 11, so I don't really know if it counts to <laughs> this, but... Um, anyway, I went with my, my boyfriend from secondary school, and I, Ashton had glasses anyway, so he had to wear his glasses, and then he had to wear the fucking 3D glasses on top of them. Um, yeah, that was, that was pretty... Yeah, it's nuts that it's that long ago. It doesn't feel like that long ago. Yeah, and I, I think that... Yeah, I, I was in the same boat. I was kind of underwhelmed by it, and I, I think the internet slate has been slating it for years, and I kind of thought it was worse than it was. And then I watched it. I was like, it's actually a really solid, well-paced, very enjoyable movie. And like, also, just how the... fucking beautiful it is. Yeah, of course. It's it's one of those. It's it looks incredible. It's like all the characters are really interesting. It's got emotional beats. All of it is really good. It's a really, really good movie. I see why it was so... I kind of took the world by storm, in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's got such widespread appeal. And our friend Chris Brayton, who did the I Like to Like Things podcast, he's been on Genuine Chit Chat a couple of times. He's been to... He wasn't that... He liked Avatar, but wasn't like super into it. But then he went to uh, Disney World and went to the Avatar ride. And in that, you go in the queue and it's all Pandora stuff. And he said that is the most immersive, most incredible of the Disney stuff that he's seen. Yeah, because that's the one in Florida, isn't it? Yeah. I'm excited because we're planning on going to America in 2024. Yeah. So that's definitely somewhere we will go. Mm. Go see Pandora. Are you now hyped to go see Way of the Water or uh, The Way of Water? The problem is, is that it's so fucking long. Yeah. Trying to go to the cinema to watch it is problematic for me because it means it, ha- it has to be at a weekend. Yeah. Because there's no way that I'm going to be able to last a three hour and a bit movie after work <laughs> in the evening the weekend of the 7th yeah we'll definitely have to go see it at the weekend yeah um, but a big old coffee with you yeah <laughs> it's a bit sad that it's got to the point in my life now that I have to take iced coffee with me to the cinema if it's going in the evening so I know that I'm going to fall asleep I also feel like with because um, I spoke to you before about it when I saw Hateful Eight at the cinema the Tarantino movie he specifically asked for an uh, intermission to be put in and I was like, when it's a movie that's three, more than three hours, I think that should be, or nearing three hours, I think it should have just been. Yeah, because we were talking about it, weren't we? Because when yeah. you go to, like, stage productions, any musical, apart from six, that I can think of, because that's considerably shorter, so it doesn't have, it's more like a concert yeah. than a show, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, they all have intermissions, don't they? Yeah, yeah. All and it's great. nice. It's nice to have, like, a little bit of a second where you can stand up. And most shows, the whole thing takes about three hours. Yeah. Like, getting nice. in and stuff. Most most of them are two and a half hours, including the interval. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just, it is nicer. I, it's nice to breathe. A lot of time going to the toilet, because three hours and 20 minutes is a long time to hold, even for most people with a good bladder. Yeah, Mike's got a baby bladder. I do. 
with a very weak bladder. It just takes, I always have to pee every hour or so. Um, but yeah, uh, Avatar, really enjoyed it. If, if anyone's listening and they have, they've done what we've done and like not watched it because they were underwhelmed the first time, I'd say go watch it, rewatch it, find some time, give it a go. And then I think that if way, the way of water is as good as this one. And then most people I know have been saying it's actually better. The sequel is better than the first one. So we shall see. So Megan, yeah, what do you give it out of 10? I think I'd give it an eight. Mm. I really liked it. Mm. I liked it a lot more than I remember, so I feel like I need to give it a little bump to yeah. kind of be like, sorry. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry I've been slating on this movie. James Cameron is one of our Patreon supporters, so thanks, James. Cheers, uh, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do call him Jim, actually, on set. Yeah, well, Jim Cameron. James Cameron also did Titanic, didn't he? He and did, I and Terminator 2, and Aliens, and Terminator 1. Yeah, I don't care about them. Uh, Terminator Titanic. 2 is phenomenal, so... Titanic, because I was in love with Jack. Yes. Not Leonardo DiCaprio. No, just the character. The character Jack. I can't even remember his surname. Is it Dawson? Jack Dawson? I have no idea. Now I need to Google it. On air. Yeah, on air. I'm going to Google it. Here's some hold music for you. Jack Dawson, I was correct. All that. And there we go. So you give it eight. I get eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half from me. Eight from Megan. Solid movie. Go watch it. Kind of, <laughs> kind of excited to watch. I mean, go watch it. Even, even though it came out in like two thousand and nine. Like everyone <laughs> in the world has seen this film. Like it's one of those films almost everyone's seen. But yeah, help help old Jimmy get his money back. The two billion it cost to make Avatar. Help him get that back in cinema fees if you can afford it and warrant spending. Because like with us, it's going to be going out to Avatar and coming straight home, leaving the beast alone for four hours. Yeah. Yes. But friends, thank you for supporting the show. As always, we appreciate all of you. Tell us what you think of Avatar. Tell us if you've seen The Way of Water and uh, just let us know your general thoughts on James Cameron, old Jimmy. And uh <laughs> and Old uh, Jimmy Cam. Much, yeah, everyone loves Jimmy Cam. Uh, and we will speak to <laughs> you Cam. very soon. If he had if he like put up a YouTube channel where it just showed like the inside of his house. Like cribs. Kind of like cribs. It could be called Jimmy Cam. Right. Like a lot of those live cams that's yeah, always like on. It's in his lounge. You can just yeah. hang out with uh, old Jimmy Cam. Come live and see Jimmy Cam. Right. Well, James, Jimmy, Jim, if you're listening, we Jimbo. know you are. One of my biggest supporters. Could you imagine if James Cameron really supported <laughs> it? It'd be amazing. Thanks, James. One pound a month. <laughs> anyway, thanks, friends. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. Here's some hold music for you. Jack Dawson, I was correct. <laughs> All that. And we're here with another afterthoughts. We're here with another afterthoughts. Because Megan is my favourite girl in the whole world. Yeah, so oh, that is... I hit myself too hard. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, obviously Friends has got the famous clap in it. And whenever me and Megan watched it, we would always try and tap each other. It started we off as a little thing. It started off as a little thing and then it became essentially a game of chicken. Yeah. You'd have to try and wait as long as possible to look like to, you're not, like not going to do the clap, even though we both know that each of us is going to do the clap. And it's not even like a clap with our hands, it's tapping each other. Yeah, um, and often it would be like one of us is cooking dinner and then we'd have to run over to the other one to get them. Um, but yes, Friends, the iconic sitcom, arguably the most iconic sitcom that exists, um, it's 
Something that, funnily enough, Megan had seen all of many, 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 many times. I have the box set. Well, I have the box set. And I had seen bits and pieces of it um, over the last several years. I've, you know, obviously it's been around since, it's been around since basically before we were, it started in 93 and finished 2003. <laughs> started in 94, ended in 2004. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, so it started the year we were born. So by the time you and I were like, you know, 10, 11, 12, it was already a worldwide phenomenon. I remember watching this when I was really young and not understanding some of the jokes. Like, I distinctly remember reading Animal Farm mm. in English. No, not Animal Farm, sorry. I did read Animal Farm in English, but not... Little Women? No, stop saying books, because I'm going to forget it. Of Mice and Men. I read Of Mice and Men at school as well. Um, I have also read Little Women, but that wasn't at school. That was just for fun. Fun reading. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so Of Mice and Men is obviously, a well, not obviously if you don't know what it is, but it's about George and Lenny, who are two farmhands. It's during the Great Depression in America, and they just uh, want to save up enough money so that they can buy a land that has rabbits and it's got alfalfa in the garden and Lenny is... Where are we going? I am making my point here. Lenny is... Did you not lock her in? No, we said we wouldn't, didn't we? No, you said... I said to lock her in. (laughs) Sorry, we're doing this afterthoughts and Mike's not shut the crate properly, so now Willow's got out and we can hear her rumbling around in the living room. (laughs) I'm just going to sing you some interlude music here. I'm back. I'm going to save that, put that at the end as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Lenny is... How do I... <laughs> how do you put that in? How do I say it without being offensive? Um, he is... He's got a lot of learning difficulties. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't understand his own strength. He seems to kind of have the mind of a child. Yeah, and spoiler... If you haven't read of Mice and Men, it's a very old book. Um, he it kills a puppy because he cuddles it so tightly because he's so excited to cuddle a puppy. We've all been there. Yeah, well, I've never killed a puppy, but I have. You can't squeeze them. Oh, I just want to squeeze. But that happens in the book. The reason I'm saying all of this is because I distinctly remember reading that book when I was in, in English, and then watching an episode of Friends where Joey is cuddling the chick <laughs> really, really closely, and Chandler goes. All right, hang on there, Lenny, and calls him Lenny because of that. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. And there's a lot of, like, subtle sex jokes as well that obviously I was watching. There's a lot of not so subtle. I mean, <laughs> yeah, later later <laughs> yeah. on in the series, everyone's just banging. It's like, okay, this is like a full-on thing that's spoken about, and it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm open with, a, happy with all that sort of jazz. But I found with Friends because I'd seen it in bits and pieces, and I, I knew the general storyline. I knew who got with who at what points and stuff. But I hadn't seen, like, the intricacies of it. I hadn't seen some of the iconic episodes. And we watched the 10th anniversary, uh, 10, no, 20th. Yeah. 15th. <laughs> it, it started in 1994 and finished in 2004. Uh, no, it wasn't an anniversary. It was just a reunion. We just a reunion show, right. You're was, getting that mixed up with the Harry Potter one. That is correct. I am because we watched them in, quite near each other. But yeah, we watched that and I was happy to watch it because I'd seen enough of Friends to get the gist and Megan wanted to watch it because she'd seen all of Friends tens and I love, of times. I love Friends. Yeah. So uh, Megan and I kind of decided that it's a good show for when Megan's tired and falling asleep too, like New Girl was. It's a good show to watch. And so I watched all of Friends over this year. I think we started at the start of the year, didn't we? It's I taken ne- nearly a year of watching Friends most nights and um, more than one on several nights as well. 
And yeah, I, I have enjoyed it. I, yeah. I thought it was a good show. Um, there's certain parts in it that are still that are like, oh, the Chan, the whole manliness stuff. When, like, yeah, there, there, purse, are, uh, there are things that haven't particularly aged one. well. Um, yeah, so there are, there are things that are problematic that haven't aged with the years. But I think it still ha- st- like stands up as a holds up. Is that the saying? It holds up okay. as a sitcom. I think it's still good, hmm. even though there are issues with it. One small thing that I actually really enjoy about it is that whenever money is mentioned, they never say the amount. When, like, Chandler lends Joey money, he just sees the money and reacts to it, but you don't know the amount. And that happens quite a lot I in the show. I think there's one time, there's an episode where Chandler and Monica both borrow $2,000 from Joey. Mm. But otherwise, yeah. Like, there's a whole episode where... They find out how much they each other No, own. no, no, no. There's a whole episode where Ross... They they go out to dinner and then there's problems because people can't afford it. So there's yeah, that's the episode I'm talking about. What? That's the episode I'm talking about. Yeah, but you just said about something else that's from a different episode. I'm talking about their jobs where they talk about how much they earn. Oh yeah, their, yeah, their yeah. Jobs and yeah. Like comparing and Joey and Phoebe are like well, we can't afford it. And Rachel. This. Oh yeah, because Rachel at the start can't afford it and then she can because she gets promotion. Well yeah, I mean in, in that episode, I think it's in the first or second series. She's still a, she's still a waitress in yeah the central perk. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, in Manchester? Yeah, it was Manchester, wasn't it? In Manchester, in the Primark, they have a whole area that is dedicated to Friends, and they've got their own central perk within the shop, which I think is quite cool. Yeah, because we were... But I have been to the actual place, because I went to the Winner Brothers studio tour. But I went by myself, so I had... Winner Brothers? (laughs) Winner Brothers studio tour. But I had no friends with me, because I I was there by myself. So Friendless when I was on the tour, these two American ladies befriended me. They were like, "Oh no, make Here we go. no, no, no!" They were like makeshift like mums. Oh, I see. I um, and they were, they were, accent. they were. No, they were. No, I wasn't trying to. Do <laughs> that was what you had to prepare for. I'm no, like, they were taking pictures of me for me. So like, when I went and got sorted by the <laughs> sorting hat by myself, and had some strangers take pictures of me as I got selected into Hufflepuff. Did you get to choose, or was it random? No, it was random. It was literally just like a pre-recording. Wow. They like would press a button, and when you sat there, it would do it. But it chose the one that I identify with, which is funny. That's great. Um. And then they took a picture of me in front of the Gilmore Girl house. Uh, and then I sat on the Central Park sofa with a coffee mug by myself. <laughs> they took a photo of me. I just sat there on my own. <laughs> no friends. <laughs> no friends. Um, yeah. So I, I found that, you know, Chandler is obviously very funny. I really like Joey in certain parts. Um, I like Monica is probably the most interesting because, or at least the person I like the most of the three women. For me, like, in if I had to, if I was in the friend group and kind of had to date them, I think Monica would be my number one, then Phoebe, Why then Why would you have to date them if Rachel. you're in the friendship group? Because they all date each other, don't they? And then with Joey, Chandler, and Ross, I think it's Chandler, then probably Joey, then Ross. I really don't like Ross, yeah, and Ross I don't really like dick. Rachel very much. And I really was never rooting for their relationship. And I knew the ending anyway, but I was just like... I just don't. I wish Ross had basically said that this could be spoilers, um, but you probably should have seen Friends by now, I guess, like I, mean, I should have done. Yeah, um, it finished in 2004. We were a few years ahead of that now. Yeah. That's yeah. 18 years ago. 18 years ago. Finished. Wait, is that right? Yeah. 18 years right, ago. We're finished. 28. I know how old we are. You get worried about this more than I do, but that's not going into existential <laughs> dread in this podcast. About Which friends. there is an episode about when Rachel turns 30. There is. Um, but I find that with the guys, it's like Ross and Rachel, I was never rooting for them the whole time. I was rooting for Monica and Chandler. 
But yeah, because just, they're more likable. But Rachel and Ross. I wish Ross had gone to spoilers uh, to France. I wish that's how it Rachel been resolved. Had gone to France. So Rachel. I wanted Rachel to have gone to France and then Ross to have volunteered oh, to follow, go to France. Followed her. And that would have been a proof that he was not selfish. But I think the whole series, he's just constantly selfish and the a dick. Thi- the thing is, is that it's the character arcs, isn't it? You see Rachel in the first episode as this spoiled little brat who hasn't really ever had to lift a finger for herself. She just has to go to daddy and get money and et cetera, et cetera. And you see it reflected with her sisters and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And and she chooses not to get married for the sake of just getting married. And she wants to marry someone that she actually loves. But obviously she is a spoiled brat in the first episode. And then you get to the end and her character arc, she like mm. develops a lot as, as the character gets older and has to deal with shit themselves. Whereas Ross, I just don't feel like he really has much of a character it's arc just into dinosaurs and... he's just the same throughout really there, there are certain elements that i think he changes but really like nothing really if you think he of all changes. the other people they do like joey becomes a bit more mature chandler also becomes a bit more mature he gets with monica monica like simmers out a bit and she down, yeah. she like finds like compromise her passions in life and her compromises phoebe it's more grounded, I suppose. It's more grounded, has managed to find a long-term relationship, and then yeah. there's just Ross. <laughs> yeah, I don't know Ross. I'm not a Ross guy. I, I feel just like he, he works dinosaurs, and he's uh, the doctor, the paleontologist, and he just works at it, and then throughout, he just does the career he wants to, and that's there, it. There are, like, don't get me wrong, there are moments where I really like Ross. Like He's really funny sometimes. I like the, I do like the character. I think if I knew him, I'd probably be all right with him. But it's to be just... honest, everyone that I've spoken to about Friends, which is a lot of people because I fucking love Friends. Yeah, it's a worldwide phenomenon. Um... Ross is their least favorite. Ross is always the least favorite because Ross sucks. <laughs> but I love I love Chandler for the most part. But yeah, his whole obsession with masculinity and stuff sucks. And then the fact that he chose a woman to play his dad instead of a drag queen really annoyed me. Well, it wasn't him that chose to do it. No, not, not, <laughs> it I know it wasn't that, but I mean that, that's another thing of the show that bothered me. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see his dad's a drag queen. That's cool and friends. And then I was like, oh, it's actually a woman. Yeah, like when not. it comes to stuff like that, it, it hasn't aged very well, really. But you know. It the masculinity stuff for the kind of the gay jokes as well, but I, I find it difficult because obviously I don't condone the the stuff that I don't agree with, but yeah. at the same time I'm like, okay, well, it was made in a, a different era, like yeah, that is it's a different thing. period of time. Like I'm not condoning it. No, I don't think they would make those jokes again, and I no. don't think they should. But it was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do agree, and I feel like it didn't... There was only one or two episodes I really didn't like because of that sort of stuff, but aside from that, it really didn't make damper my enjoyment of the show as a whole, and I did... Apart from, I think it's series eight or nine, there's the, the arc of Joey and liking Rachel and stuff, and vice versa, and I'm just like, I was not interested in that at all. I thought Joey liking it, I was like, no, this is boring. I already know the ending, and you know, this isn't how it's going to be, and stuff. I just thought it was, it was just a waste of time. They do feel like filler episodes, don't they? Yeah, there's quite a lot of that, but... For the most part, I liked the fact that Monica and Chandler didn't actually... Like, it's sad that Monica couldn't be pregnant, but I'm glad that they chose a different method. What I really like as well, though, is that it's not just one of them, it's both of them. Mm. So neither of them have good chances of getting pregnant. It's not the blame doesn't go onto one of the genders. It's it's both of them, which I think is quite nice. Yeah. Because I think with stuff like that, it can like break relationships. So there's a lot of blame that goes onto it, isn't there, a lot of the time, from what I've heard. So it's yeah. nice that there isn't a specific one that is like, you're the reason that we can't have a baby. Yeah, that sort of stuff is is really tough. And it's they I think they handle that sort of element really well on the show. Um, and it's also that, you know, Phoebe was a surrogate and had triplets. And then you've got 
Rachel had her own kid, and it's like you've got yeah, all these the different family ways. dynamics of having a fam, like the actual like way of having a family in this show, are very, I guess, modern with those times because back then it would have still been more traditional families, mum, dad, and like two kids. Whereas in this one, like no one has a a traditional birth. Like I mean, the first birth that you see is Ben, and that's a same sex couple with a divorced pair. Yep. Then the second baby is the triplets, which mm. is a surrogacy. Then you've got Rachel, which is the parents are together. It's a single parent. Yep. And then you've got Monica and Chandler who have a, another sur- surrogacy. In, it's in on a, the other end. It's yeah. on the other end. So it's quite cool. Yeah. I agree with you on that. And I think it, it did a lot of things right. It did a lot more right than it did wrong. I, I, I think it is a really, really great show. I think I, I can see why people enjoy it so much. And kids are still obsessed with it. I, there's the um, Harry Potter and Friends have had a massive resurgence. Mm. And I think it's probably because of the lockdown. Yeah. Um, Just because everyone had more time to watch TV. And parents showing their and kids. Parent, yeah, exactly. Bonding. But the amount of children, a lot of year sevens have like friends stationery yeah like pencil cases and stuff or like bags that say central perk because well manchester as we've said has a whole primark section that is dedicated to friends so primark as a company have loads of friends products yeah so kids going and and harry potter yeah so they're going to and they're going to primark getting really cheap clothing and bags and stationery that have all of these things and there's a huge resurgence of of harry potter and friends (laughs) yeah it's it's pretty cool and um i think it's i think the the innuendos for the most part do go over most kids heads so that's why it can kind of it can work for the younger people and then if you watch it as a teenager you understand more well i and remember I said, as well on tv when i used to watch because it, it used to be on comedy central um there are bits that they would cut out oh right so sometimes when i'd watch the dvds i'd be like oh what the fuck so i've not i've not seen this book before yeah it's like oh there's there's one episode it's the episode where joey gets a stalker and he ends up pretending that he's his evil twin brother. And then all of the people in like the flat that are with him are like going over and slapping him in the face and blaming him for something else. Yeah. And Chandler goes up to him and he was like, and you left the toilet seat up, you bastard. But in the TV version, it didn't have the you bastard part. So when I watched it on the DVD for the first time, I was like, what? I was <laughs> like, that makes it so much funnier. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I obviously just watched them as... As an adult, so there's a lot of jokes that I was like, oh, I get this as an adult. I get this reference. I get this. I get that. And I don't think that if it was me watching it as a teenager, I would have got those things. Mm. So I found that I had a different kind of watching than a lot of people in our generation who watched it as kids and then repeatedly watched it as growing up. I just watched it when I was an adult. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it's cool. I think I can see why it's the phenomenon it is. Um, I think it gets better as the seasons go on, apart from, as I said, series, I think, eight and, or maybe just nine. It's a bit weaker. Series 10's all right. There are some funky haircuts in this show, though. I think from series, like, four onwards, four to, like, seven is probably the prime stuff. But there was a lot of funny jokes I found in the 10th season and things that made me laugh out loud. Yeah, towards the end, you were laughing out loud a bit more. Yeah, I think. I think the only shame for me is for you watching this, because you've been with people that like Friends, like, prior to us actually sitting down and watching it. Mm. So you've seen, like, the odd episode and the odd clip and whatever, or, like, you've come home and I've, by chance, been watching it, so you've just watched the rest of the episode. I think there are certain episodes that you don't get to properly fully experience yeah so like pivot for example you already knew which takes away the element of why that is so funny mm-hmm. the holiday armadillo 
Unagi, like all of the like typical like classic episodes, you'd already heard them referenced. It's like me when I like when I watched episode five of Star Wars. I had seen it before, but it had been so long that I didn't really remember. Mm-hmm. And then we were watching it and I was like, oh, this is the bit where Vader tells him that he's his dad. And you were like, well, I'm not going to say anything. And I was like, well, it is because this is what happens in Toy Story 2. Because I knew the reference. <coughs> it kind of took away the element of like, oh my God. And I think that some of the episodes, I don't think you, not appreciate it is not the right word, but I think you would have enjoyed them more had you have not have seen all of those references prior. It's kind of like that was a really long-winded like thing that I was saying, but I think it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's also I've seen I've like, listened to the Greatest Hits album of a band with loads of albums out, and I've gone and listened to those albums, and then the standout songs are not really my favourites because I already kind of have heard them and got into them and stuff. So it's like a lot of my favourite episodes, which I can't remember the names of or anything that really happens in them at the moment, but like ones that I remember saying to you are oh, this was a really funny episode I really enjoyed. None of them are really the big classic episodes mm. because i knew so many of the punchlines and the things or i'd actually seen some of the bigger episodes it did make me laugh though because when we were moving house um <laughs> there would be points where mike would go pivot and i'd be like no you can't say that because you haven't seen that episode so, yet but i have seen i was like clip. no 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 i was like you haven't seen the full episode you cannot reference it until you've seen the full episode and then he'd be like what and i'm like no you can't <laughs> bloody gatekeeper um, that's well, what you can reference called. them all. Yeah, but that's gatekeeping. That's gatekeeping. Yeah, well, being a meanie, friends gatekeeper. Meanie, meanie I didn't know they existed, meanie. but they are. There's one of them here. I'm here. But yeah, um, so what would you give friends then? A ten, a nine and a half. Nine and a half. You think I love it's friends. Near perfect. I do. I think it is near perfect because I. Well, I mean, it's not. It's not. It's the same fucking thing. Like when we talk about Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> I, I know it. Sh- I know it's not that great. But for nostalgic reasons, I fucking love that film. Yeah. Like, out of all of them, it's definitely nowhere near the best. It's probably near the lower end or, like, (laughs) mid-range. But I fucking love that movie. And it's the same with Friends. There are problematic episodes and, like, problematic storylines and whatever. Not even problematic. I just don't think they're handled very well Mm. in comparison. Oh, my God. (laughs) In comparison to, like, how they would deal with those topics nowadays. Which is why it's getting a nine and a half. Right, that's fair. Um, I'm probably going to give it. An, I'm probably going to give it an eight and a half. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's what I'm going to give that uh, eight and a half. I think yeah, because it's <laughs> it's really good, but it's uh, it, it's not it's not like Parks and Rec, which I'd give like a nine and a half. Oh, it's not like, see, Parks yeah, and Rec is a ten. For me, it's fucking ten. Nah, series one of Parks and Rec excludes it from being a ten. Oh. That is true. You like, can't have a ten out of ten show. Ten out of ten means it's, it's literally perfect. Yeah, like, but I would watch series not, one. Yeah, but same with me. Like like Star Wars, Clone Wars, or Rebels. Neither of those are tens. There's too many. There's too many parts that are boring. Thor Ragnarok is a ten. Thor Ragnarok, I think, is close to a ten, but I don't think it's. I think it's like nine and a half for me. It's nearly there. Oh, for me, man. Forrest okay, Gump, okay, Shawshank okay. Redemption. Oh yeah, Forrest Gump's a ten. Shawshank but Redemption. no, Parks and Rec. I know this isn't a Parks and Rec afterthoughts, but you know, is a nine point seven five. Fucking hell. Okay, and. Friends is a nine and a half because if I had to choose between watching Friends and watching Parks and Rec, I would most likely watch Parks and Rec. I definitely choose Parks and Rec. For me, Parks and Rec isn't. They're both shows. They're both shows that I would now just put on the background to Mm. to to watch while I'm doing like work or something. 
But if I were to actually going to sit down and watch them, mm. I would probably choose Parks and Rec. I mean, there's less of Parks and Rec well, as well, which does help. Because, like, I mean, half. Friends has, like, 22 episodes a series and there's 10 series. 22, sometimes up to 27. Yeah, yeah, whereas Parks and Rec, like, the first episode is six episodes. First season is six episodes, yeah. Second series is 22. The third series is only 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then it carries on like that for a bit and then the end is slightly less. I don't remember less. afterwards. But it's... Uh, yeah, I think Parks and Rec is still my favourite. Um, I, I enjoy Big Bang Theory, but I think this is better than Big Bang, I Theory. Big Bang Theory. I think Big Bang for me is eight, but I haven't seen all the final parts. I've seen up to like series like seven or eight, I think. Anyway, I want to stop this now because I want to go in the other room. All right. <laughs> no offence, everybody listening. No offence. So we've but given our ratings. I'm giving it a nine and a half. You're I'm giving, giving it an eight and a half. All right. And that's our feelings. Tell us what you think of Friends. Do you Have you rewatched it recently? Just tell us your thoughts. Thank you so much for supporting the show. As always, my friends, we really, really appreciate it and we appreciate you. And we are always happy to do these afterthoughts. So we will speak to you very, very soon. And thanks again. I'm just going to sing you some interlude music here. You have just experienced host, creator, everything else of genuine chit-chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon, found on the Comics in Motion podcast, Mike Burton.